What is happening, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk. I am your host, Andrew Wright, and over in his bedroom is my co-host, Cody Johnson. What's up, everybody? Super pumped for this week's episode. Stay tuned. All right, everyone. Well, we are back. Last week, we had a great time talking about the NFC North, and we said that this is going to be a new series that we are starting, and uh, yes, you guessed it, we are continuing into the AFC North today. I'm super excited about doing this, but Cody, before we get into all of that, I have to ask you, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Um, struggling now that the that the docuseries uh, Last Dance uh, was over last week, this past weekend. So now we have to figure <laughs> out what it. to do. Light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel, that. though. Light at the end of the tunnel. Ca- uh, California's governor said that uh, pro sports can probably come back starting June first. So yes, we're almost there. Just folks. without, just without um, uh, fans. fans. Yeah, yep. which we figured there. was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, we're almost there. I'm surprised because I didn't think it happened for a while. So. That's true. Yeah, we were kind of the last ones, but that's all right. I'd rather be cautious than stupid. Very true. (laughs) So, well, um, as we kind of talked about a little bit already, Cody, uh, we are going into the AFC North, and I was surprised at myself, Mm -hmm. but uh, we'll kind of get into it a little bit more. But, you know, the AFC North, it's not that difficult of a schedule for any team. Yeah. Um, I think you can make the argument for the Bengals, but that's because, you know, they were so bad last year. This year, you know, they might be a little bit better, but, mm-hmm. you know, we'll we'll talk about it, how much better we think they are. But it's still a pretty favorable schedule for the Browns, the Ravens, the Steelers. I was actually very surprised, and I was very surprised at myself uh, believing in certain teams that I didn't think I was going to believe in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know, Cody, I mean, you doing your research, I mean, what did you kind of feel like uh, uh, before we actually get started into this? I feel like all four teams have a legitimate shot to be either bus, except for the Ravens. I don't think that they're going to be bus yeah. uh, this season. That I think their uh, ceiling is obviously, you know, where where they were last year, but I think their floor is almost like minimum 10 to 11 wins. You know, I don't see them losing anything, <laughs> anything uh less than you know four or five games so um but honestly between even the Bengals, argument could be made for the browns that you know they're a legitimate team i mean they've they've each drafted some good pieces so you know this in this division was really interesting to kind of study and and look at the draft picks look at this free agent signings and um kind of predict wins and losses which is kind of pretty tough for this division yeah it was there were some games where i was up in the air with them and Mm-hmm. Uh, other games where I was like, well, that's an easy one. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, I say, let's just, let's just dive right into it. Um, as we did last week, we started from the fourth team to the first team. So we are going to continue that. So Cody, you are going to start, uh, who is your fourth place team in the AFC North for next year? So I unfortunately have the Cincinnati Bengals in the fourth place spot, finishing at five and 11. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm very optimistic with their future with uh, Joe Burrows um, and also drafting um, their wide receiver out of Clemson. I want to say is T Higgins, if I'm not mistaken, was that his name? Yeah. So I am pretty encouraged about that. Um, looking at some of uh, the players that they drafted other than really receiver, they did get a pretty good inside linebacker with Logan Wilson from uh, Wyoming as well. Um, you know, the only, in- the only, thing about the Bengals is I think they're probably a year or two years away from really um, you know being maybe a threat in this division they are getting AJ Green back from injury who's essentially missed two full seasons because of his um, foot injury Um, but they did have young pieces and good pieces even when they had uh, Andy Dalton in their last season so you know I think the Bengals future is really bright I just don't see this season as as the season where they're going to make any noise so to speak um i think all these games will be competitive but their five wins are going to be scrappy games probably last minute ones and what doesn't help and what's kind of going against joe burrow is this whole um um, quarantine with COVID 19 is kind of stopping all these training camps and um preseason games so it's really not even giving him an opportunity to be really acquainted with his new teammates or even the veterans that are there his coaching staff so 
Um, it'll, you know, I, I trust that as you know, there's some sort of off season program that gets in place for him. He'll pick it up, but there is something to say with continuity, with being around your teammates and getting that, um, getting comfortable with them, getting that rapport. So that way you guys um, can show it on the field as well. So that's where I have Cincinnati finishing is in fourth place. Um, some key games were uh, games to watch out for were the Eagles, Chargers, Steelers, and Titans. I think those are some pivotal games to kind of test to see where the Bengals are at strength wise with all their new additions and also how this third year head coach is going to coach up the rookie um, and also the veterans at the same time and see how that defense is. Cause that defense uh, looking a little porous right about now. So we'll mm-hmm. see how the Bengals turn out. Um, that's where I have them finishing. So who do you have finishing fourth in this division? Well, before I, I say who I have um, a couple of uh, points that I wanted to get to from what you were saying, um was you were talking about Joe Burrow you know he him not really being able to meet with his guys and yes that is something that we do have to wonder what it's going to be like but I do think the uh no crowds actually might help him he might be able to um feel more comfortable in the offense in his first year so I think with uh the crowds not may not being there um, actually might work in his benefit. And for me, I know you have them at five wins. I actually have them at three wins. So they're still in the fourth place in the AFC North. Um, they're going to be three and 13 in, in my eyes. Um, I really only see them beating the Chargers, uh, the Jaguars, and the Giants. Now the Chargers, I figured with week one in Cincinnati, the hype with Joe Burrow, um, you know, AJ Green being back. I, I know you were saying their defense isn't great. You're right. But I think their defense is good enough to at least slow down uh, to Rod Taylor. And, um, you know, he's got to work with Austin Eckler, not Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Eckler is a bad running back. I just don't think he's Melvin Gordon. Um, and then, you know, he's got to get that, um, that rapport with, um, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and, and, it's they're kind of in the same boat um, as Joe Burrow is right now because they have a new quarterback right now, and so does Cincinnati. So uh, that's why I have them beating the Chargers. Uh, the Giants, I'm just not that high on them, especially with the new quarterback and then obviously Jacksonville. Um, when we come up later to Jacksonville, I, I don't know, man. They might be 0-16. We'll see. <laughs> because every, every team that we've gone over so far that plays Jacksonville, I have Jacksonville losing. So, um, you know, it, it's a It's, it's a, a clean sweep. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. But um, I do think they're going to be better. But like you said, the issue with the quarantine is Joe Burrow is really not going to have that much. And there's really not not a lot of experience um on this team and i think this year is going to be that learning year that that experience year of them getting to know each other how the offense is supposed to run how joe burrow is um you know the connection with higgins the connection with green and whatnot so um i think this is definitely going to be a learning year i think they're going to have one better win than they did last year they were two and 14 Mm -hmm. i think it's going to be still a pretty bad year um i don't think it's necessarily because the lack of talent i think it's just the lack of experience Mm -hmm. they're a really young team now um so i think if they would have had andy dalton at the helm or not at the helm at um backup quarterback i think that would have helped burrow a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh possibly could help burrow be a little bit more comfortable but basically it's just burrow and he's got to learn it so um you know i don't like that combination and with the Bengals, Zach Taylor, he's still kind of a new coach and he's starting with a new quarterback. That's going to be very difficult as well. So, and, mm-hmm. and this is a, if you have a good coach, if you have a good quarterback, and if you have a good defense, those are recipes for success. They don't have a good defense. They have a brand new quarterback and they have a brand new head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not good so far. So. Yeah, no, totally makes sense. Um, so who do you have then in third place? Third place, I have the Cleveland Browns. Now, third place for me, for the Browns, I figured they were going to be in when I when we first started this. But when I was looking at their schedule, I was actually a little shocked that I have them. So last year, they went 6-10. and 10. Now, we can argue that 
they're definitely not going to be six and ten. Uh, we can argue that hey, maybe because of all the changes, maybe they will, especially with the new head coach, as we were just talking about with the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I actually have them at eleven and five. Wow. Yeah, and so the reason is is I think they're going to split games between Baltimore. I think in Baltimore, it's going to be definitely a loss for Cleveland. But when they're in Cleveland, they do have a lot of talent to uh, play against Baltimore. I was kind of like thinking it over my head and kind of looking at the rosters. And I was like, you know, with OBJ and, and Jarvis Landry, I'm not sure Cleveland can't get a win on them. And then I was looking at Pittsburgh and I figured, well, they're going to split a game with Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is good to a certain extent, and I think Cleveland is good to a certain extent. So I figured they were pretty even as well. So, And if you look at the Browns, they have a really good defense. I mean, Miles Garrett is coming back. He's he's a really good pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have uh, Denzel Ward that they got last year who uh, had a really good year last year. So mm-hmm. I, I feel really good about this. Um, and it also helps that they have the Bengals in their division. So I feel like they're going to win both games against the Bengals. They face, and then they face the Redskins who I like what the Redskins are doing. I just don't like the Redskins this year. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a win for them. Uh, they're going to Dallas. That game could go either way, but then they have the Colts. Um, I have them losing to the Raiders. Yes, I know everyone. Oh, bias, blah, blah, blah. Listen, I get it. But listen, the Raiders are a really talented team, and they beat the Browns, who were basically almost the same team last year as they are this year. Just now they have a new coach. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think is way better offensively than what Kitchens is, and I, I would argue the same. Mm-hmm. But listen, the Raiders—they did really good. They did a really good job. Now I was going again. Now week nine, they have a bye, and then they play Houston in Cleveland. I think that's going to be a a big time win for the Cleveland Browns. I I don't, and I don't like the Texans this year. I really don't. Um, you know, then they play the Eagles, which is tough. But then they have the Jaguars. The Titans are a tough team. Uh, but then they play the Giants, Jets and Steelers at home the last three weeks. So, I don't know. I For me, I can see how you could say, uh, the Cleveland Browns, I think they're going 8-8, eight and eight, but I also can see how you could get to 11-5. and five. And for me, the way I was looking at it, the Browns are 11-5, and five, and I really think it's that offense, but also that defense is still so underrated, and it's because of the issues that they've had Mm-hmm. over the years with the quarterback position. And then, you know, we're talking about Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I don't think Mayfield is great, but I do think he's going to, he's got so many weapons. He's got an offensive head coach now. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it failing, but I can also see how it could fail. Sure. If that makes sense. So uh, Cody, who is your, your third place? So we're going to stay on Cleveland. Cause I have them also in third place as well. I have them actually not as high as 11 and five. I think that's really generous. I think even when they made it to the playoffs, I want to say the, it was Oh six when they had Braylon Edwards, they had um, Derek Anderson. Uh, They actually had a really good, they had a really good squad (laughs) then. Um, And I think the best season they did, they did even then was only 10 and six. That was when they kind of peaked. And that was, obviously more than 10 years ago. So I even think now they're way more talented now than they were back then. Yeah. But unfortunately I have them finishing at seven to nine above 500. Wow. Uh, but I have them at seven to nine and here's why. No, you mean uh, below 500. No, no, no. I mean, excuse me, nine and seven. My apologies. Oh, okay. nine I was and like, seven. Nine like, and that's seven. not over. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. Nine and seven. So I have them finishing nine and seven. Uh, big majority. wise. Uh, why is because, um, I think that they will split with Pittsburgh. I mm-hmm. don't think they'll split it all with the Bengals. I think that's a clean sweep, which leaves mm-hmm. them essentially at, um, what is that? Three and Baltimore. one, three oh, and one yeah. record wise. And I see Baltimore sweeping them. I don't see Baltimore giving up any games okay. because I think that their defense is going to be a lot more stout this season. Um, and unfortunately the Browns are still the Browns. Um, you know, we can change their uniforms, <laughs> we can give them all this talent, but the Browns are literally the only team that you stack a bunch of talent on there and they are destined to win and they still find a way to lose. Um, 
you know, evidence is of last season. We thought that they were good last season with them acquiring Odell Beckham, then Jarvis Landry. Um, and then they have um, a strong arm quarterback in Mayfield and they have Chubbs and then they signed mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt. And then they even had a good defense. Like we were arguing that it's a really good defense um, for the AFC. And yet they went six and 10. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I do believe that this coaching staff will get them above 500. I think it is an upgrade from what they had before. Cause I think the Browns kind of got a little too cute last season with um, you know, they had a lot of success with, uh, Hugh Jackson's last season when they got him out in the middle of it and then Greg Williams took over and then they had a lot of success there with less talent. So mm-hmm. it proved that they had the ability to do it. But once they got too cute, yeah. yeah, once they got too cute, they wouldn't sign Greg Williams to be the head coach, which I think should have been the reason what was what they should have done, in my opinion. That's um, why they went 6-10. and 10. It was karma. <laughs> well, yeah, because don't get me wrong. You had Kitchens that had a successful year, but does that mean he knows how to run an entire football program with a bunch of other players? Or maybe he just was really good about focusing on the offense, you know? And so I think the Browns got too cute in that respect. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that the coaches that they brought in, especially the offensive coordinator and the new head coach, they've had previous successes. Um, I think they were, one of them was with the Bengals and the other one was with, I want to say the Jaguars when they were in playoff bound. The the head coach, um, Stefanski, he was the offensive coordinator for the Vikings last year. And the OC was um, coordinator with the Bengals during their playoff run. Mm-hmm. The new OC that they have in there now. So yeah. I, think, I think those two will do really well with Mayfield and the rest of the team. I really do think um, Odell Beckham is uh, meant for a breakout season this year. Um, with Austin Hooper, they got, they have miles coming back. They drafted arguably the number one, uh, O lineman in the entire draft to protect mm-hmm. Mayfield's blind side. So that was a good pickup. Yeah. But like I said, unfortunately, because the AFC North is so, um, you know, so competitive, um, you know, at best, I think they'll split games with Pittsburgh. I don't think they're splitting any games at all with the Ravens. They're going to sweep Cincinnati in my opinion. Um, and I'm actually a little higher on Washington, not defensively, but I think Ron Rivera is going to actually put some structure in that, in that Washington team to where they're going to be really competitive. And I don't think that they're going to make that much noise, but I don't think that they're going to roll over for anybody. So I think that that's going to be a tougher matchup and a one that they could easily lose. Yeah. Um, I do have the Raiders beating them as well. Um, okay. and then they've got matchups. With the, no, yeah, no. And then they've got matchups with the Eagles also in that season, uh, this season, uh, it's, um in week 11 which i'm concerned with they have tennessee two weeks after that and then they have pittsburgh to close out the season so i mean some of the games in between like with jacksonville they can probably win new york giants they'll probably win but you got pittsburgh in there you got baltimore you have tennessee and you have eagles um all within your last you know seven weeks right there I don't know mm-hmm. if you're going to win all of those, which is probably what you'll need to get in the playoffs. So at best, maybe you split those. But again, I don't see them finishing any better than nine and seven with how their structured schedule is. So, um, Not much argument for me um, because, I mean, to be perfectly honest, we're a difference of two games. Yeah. I mean, when you look at a schedule, when you look at a record from 11 and five and nine and seven, yeah, of course, 11 and five looks a lot better. Uh, and nine and seven doesn't look as good, but like you said, I mean, it's at Tennessee. I have them losing to Tennessee. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't care. Listen, I know that there's no fans. I get it. So I'm not basing it on there's going to be fans there. I'm just saying when you're away from home, mm-hmm. it's not as easy. But what I had when they're facing uh, the Giants and then the Jets, week 15, they're at New York, and then the very next week they're at New York again. So those are winnable games that they can do against the Giants and the Jets. They're basically staying in New York for two weeks. That's a lot better than having to go from home to to Tennessee mm-hmm. and then play a, a tough defensive Tennessee team. I mean, we can argue that they didn't get everyone back. Um, maybe their their defense isn't as good as last year, but it's still a really good defense, and mm. you have a defensive minded head coach. So let's be honest, that defense is not going to be you know wary. Right. Like you said, the Steelers. You can make the argument that you know the Steelers could win out against the Browns, or they could split. Mm-hmm. You could definitely make that argument. I just feel like the last three weeks, the Browns are going to win Week 15, Week 16, and Week 17. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the overall push that they need because 
like you said, I have them losing to the Eagles. I was kind of split on that because it was in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But I just, for some reason, I think this Eagles team is a little underrated this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Eagles always play better as the underdogs. So yeah. they never play then, good as favorites. And then the Raiders, I mean, like we were talking about, the Raiders are a really good team. I know everyone wants to look at them basically kind of like how we're looking at the Bengals where, mm-hmm. oh, the Raiders, you know, they always suck. But let's be honest, the Raiders were really good last year. They just had a really crappy ending mm-hmm. to their season, and it's because they didn't have the firepower that they needed. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a – God, they didn't have a defense. Um, and so this year they really went for defense, but also these offensive weapons. So mm-hmm. uh, this Raiders team is going to be really good. So, you know. You can call us biased. I don't care. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are. But the fact of the matter is we know that roster in and out. That's why we have the Raiders beating the Browns. Um, you know, I think uh, I also have – who were the other losses? Um, oh, just Pittsburgh and, and uh, Baltimore. So, mm-hmm. for me, I feel like they're beating the teams that they need to beat, mm-hmm. but they're also losing the games that – you figure they're going to lose. Yeah. So even though I do have them at 11 and five, I can see them being an eight and eight team. Mm-hmm. I can also see them being possibly a 12 and four team. If they get the win on the Raiders or on the Titans or on the Eagles, I think mm-hmm. it's a, they, it's definitely a possibility for any of those games. So um, I don't think this Browns team is that bad. I also, I was a little, you know, I was a little concerned about the Redskins but I just don't like um, – I think the Redskins are rebuilding this year, just mm-hmm. like what the Bengals are. So I feel like it's kind of the similar situation that the Bengals are in. So I like what the Redskins are doing, just not this year. Yeah. And so that's why I feel like uh, the Browns will win. But, again, you can, I could go either way. I can say, well, you know, that's a, that's a loss for the Browns. Mm-hmm. But if they do win every single game that I think they're going to win, but then they just lose Washington, mm-hmm. they're still 10-6. and six. Yeah. So that's a really good year for the for the Browns. Yeah, I think honestly anything above 500 it could be considered a successful year cuz at least you're moving in the right direction, but right now you just need to show that you guys have improved, have gotten better in the areas you needed to get better in and have shown maturity on not only offense but defensive side and also, you know, can Baker finally make a leap to being a franchise quarterback or is he going to be, you know, just some overhyped, you know, quarterback that now Browns are going to have to think about drafting a new one within like two to three seasons because Baker Mayfield isn't turning out to what he essentially is supposed to be you know what I mean yeah you know what will be very interesting as well and I know this is another topic for another day but mm-hmm. let's say Cleveland really doesn't do well they go six and ten again I mean mm-hmm. you have to think Cleveland might move off of Baker after that you know that might be something where the Browns are like we gave it a shot and it's not working. Um, I don't know if they'll go that soon just because it's his third year. And I mean, shoot, Blake Bortles got, what was it? Six to seven years at least. And I, and we can sure. both agree, even when he was drafted, he did not look like a legitimate franchise quarterback like that. That, no. that didn't look like it was no. going to work at all. Um, I would say if we see, if we see another 10 and six season, don't be surprised if the Bengals use, Oh, six and ten. Pardon me. Don't be surprised if the Bing, if the Browns keep Mayfield and uh, what what was his name? Uh, the one that they drafted um, was his name Wilkes out of. Uh, uh, I have no idea who you're talking about. What, what position? Oh, Wills Wills Junior. out of Alabama. They're they're number one. Oh, they're their rookie draft pick. Keeping those two, and then everybody else is off the ship. You know, and then yeah, they I mean, rebuild that way. But for me, it's because in the NFL, it is a quarterback league mm-hmm. and, and now more than ever. And these these organizations went well, now. Let's let's be frank here. This is not a shot at Cleveland, but they are not a well. Um, they're not a very good organization. They're not well run. Mm hmm. And that's why Jacksonville went with Blake Bortles because they're not well run. They just like what he looked like. Mm-hmm. They didn't like what they were just like, Oh, well this guy's a, a big guy. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was a big guy and it worked for the Steelers. So mm-hmm. let's go get Bortles. You know, it yeah. was kind of like that with the Browns. They went for Mayfield because 
he had he was that Heisman Trophy winner, and they're like, oh well, we have to do it. So to be perfectly honest, the Browns didn't even draft. I don't think they drafted Mayfield because they thought he was the best quarterback. I think they drafted him because he was the name. And so if he's not doing it for you, I think every every head coach will know, hey, you get three years. If the guy doesn't work out in three years, mm-hmm. it's not really going to work out. And so for me, I feel like the Cleveland Browns, especially since they did put a lot of effort in Mayfield, if it doesn't work out, they're going to say, we got to get someone else. And there's there's quite a bit of good quarterbacks coming out of college next year um, that they could possibly, um, you know, grab even at a six. And t- they don't have to be the number one pick. So um, it'll be interesting. But um, mm. I really do think that Mayfield is going to have a good year because he's just surrounded by a lot of great talent. Um, like you said, they got a good left tackle in the draft, but the rest of their offensive line is pretty bad. <laughs> I was going to try and use a nicer word, but it's not very good. So, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, that could be, that could still be an issue. We don't know. Just because he's a high graphic doesn't mean he's going to work. We think he will. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's always a chance that he doesn't. And so yeah. it'll be, it'll be interesting. The Browns could go, I mean, a hundred different ways, man. I mean, it's, I could honestly, at this point now that I've, I've talked myself into, they could possibly end up going 0 and 16 or 16 and 0 and everything in between. I'm not going to be surprised. On, so. <laughs> uh, it it could be. go either way with the Cleveland Browns. It really first depends on Mayfield and then their new head coach. And then their defense really obviously yeah. has to show up. So yeah, we'll I see. Agree. All right, Cody. Um, you know, that was a lot of Browns talk and uh, I am not here for it. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> and it was mainly by me. <laughs> so, uh, Cody, why don't you tell us uh, who your uh, second place team is in the AFC North? So my second place team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I'm not, re- I'm not ready to dub them as a wild card team quite yet, just because I know that we've got a, like a, we've got a, a lot more divisions to kind of go through before we kind of crown that <laughs> spot. Yeah. So oh, no, either, you want to be like, Oh, that's definitely a wild card team. And yeah, no, like, I, and you and I oh, were kind of, I haven't done anything else. <laughs> yeah. You and I were kind of chit chatting about this before we started, but I see Pittsburgh as at best finishing at 10 and six. I do think that Mike Tomlin to me is like one of the ultimate football coaches that's coaching right now. I mean, I mean, I know that the, the Steelers kind of uh, had a really bad season last last year compared to like all their other seasons. I mean, they did finish eight and eight second in the division, which is a successful year compared to what other teams are probably expecting in terms of growth. But for the Steelers, obviously finishing eight and eight is, is equivalent to finishing at four and 12. But, you know, at one point they were in the wild card hunt in the AFC for the second wild card. And Mike Tomlin had this team very competitive, uh, they, you know, they were, you know, pushing the Ravens to the brink of losing. Mm-hmm. Um, they were making it really competitive. And I think you adding Big Ben, um, obviously you get uh, Smith Schuster back healthy. Hopefully James Conner comes back healthy and stays healthy. Um, and then also too, Pittsburgh's defense comes back a year seasoned and hungrier, we yes. can argue. And I think that they can make some real noise. However, I think Big Ben is going to be somewhat of an Achilles heel for them to where his age is going to play into a factor. The injuries are going to catch up to him. Uh, so like I said, at best I see him finishing 10 and six. I don't think, I don't know if they're a playoff team, but you know, some, some uh, teams that I would uh, say that they've got to really worry about, obviously the Ravens uh, they've got a game against Washington. Um, again, Washington to me, I have them in the category of, I don't want to say the Bengals in terms of record, but they're, they're going to remind me of the Bengals where they're going to be a hard team to beat, um, a winnable game, of course, hard team to beat, and then they can take a game from you and, and you wouldn't be upset about it because it's not like they are as sorry as a team like the Lions, let's say. They're yeah. going to be very competitive. They're going to be a hard, a hard win to get, um, but you can easily lose to them. So um, I have uh, Washington as a, as a game that can kind of uh, determine where the Steelers are. Um, I know that you're not very high on the Texans. Um, honestly, the Texans still have Watson, so I'm still at least saying that they're very competitive in the AFC. They may not be 
you know, in the elite status any longer because they don't have Hopkins. But I'm still saying with with Watson, um, you know, having Brandon Cooks um, and also having Randall Cobb. uh, Oh, and and David Johnson. I do have a lot of respect for David Johnson. I mean, it is a competitive team. However, Bill O'Brien could very easily screw this up for them. But I still think with Mm -hmm. a quarterback like Watson, he just finds a way to win you games. And I think it, I think Pittsburgh is going to have a hard time with the Texans. I think that they're really going to bring it to them. And also the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, is going to be a very tough win for the Steelers. Um, you know, Buffalo has a really stout defense. Mm-hmm. Their offense could take a big leap this season. Also, yeah. this game that they'll play in December is in Baltimore on Sunday night football. So, you know, where's Big Ben going to be, you know, in week – that's week 14. That's, uh, you know, just a few weeks before the season's over, you know, how is he going to be? Is he still going to be big Ben? Is he even going to be finishing the season as the Steelers quarterback? I I just have a lot of questions about that, but with all that being said, I still have them finishing 10 and six. Um, again, with Tomlin is a big part of this because he's in my opinion, probably one of the best coaches behind, um, Bill Belichick coaching right now. And I think that he can get this team to at least 10 and six for sure. But unfortunately it'll be second place in this division. And that was, that was Buffalo, not Baltimore in week 14. My apologies. Um, You know, I get, I get what you're saying about Houston. I have uh, the Steelers at number two as well. Um, So I'll just start with that. And Mm -hmm. um, I actually have them at 12 and four. And I know, you're obviously you're not as high as I am on them. And again, we're talking about a, you know, two win, two loss difference. Right. But, um, you know, those are, those are two big wins or losses. Um, with Houston, it's in Heinz field. And I know, again, there's no fans in the stands, but in Pittsburgh, it's going to be outside. Houston plays inside. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a factor. I love Deshaun Watson. He was a quarterback that if I were the Browns, I would have gone after Watson, not Mayfield. But obviously, I'm not a GM for either team, so I did not get Watson. But um, with with um, the Houston Texans, they lost their best receiver. Yes, I like David Johnson, but their offensive line is crap, and I don't think David Johnson can overcome uh, a bad offensive line and I don't like Houston's defense I don't think it's gotten better I think it's gotten worse every single year um, I don't think Clowney was a huge difference maker but I think it helped having Clowney on one side and then having J.J. Watt on the other mm-hmm. now you have J.J. Watt who's had a lot of injuries who is definitely older now he is starting to settle down I think he's getting closer to the end of his career and I don't think he's what he used to be. And they don't have the greatest defensive backs. I think they got some decent linebackers. But overall, that defense, I don't think they can do much against Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can do much against James Conner. Um, you know, I like Big Ben. And I think he's still a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback but um, well anymore. But he still does have a great mind for a quarterback. Yes, he's not athletically gifted but look at philip rivers he's Mm -hmm. arguably the worst athletic quarterback in the game Uh yet he still was making every game even though the chargers were not very good last year he was still making every game very competitive Mm -hmm. and that chargers team was really diminishing at that time Mm -hmm. so you can make the argument that big ben even though he's not his greatest self he can still do it and he still has a lot of talent around him And as you said, the Steelers have a really good defense. Mm -hmm. This is one of the fastest defenses in the NFL. And if you don't have guys who can burn them or um, can make them overcommit, and I don't think the Texans have those guys. David Johnson is a nice player, no question. He can catch balls out of the backfield. He can run for power, but he's not the fastest guy. Mm -hmm. He's not going to outrun you. And I think the Steelers know how to contain guys like that. And then again, you have Brandon Cooks, but the guy was thinking about quitting. So who knows what Brandon Cooks you're going to get. Um, and then, you know, well, Randall Cobb, I mean, he's probably going to be the fastest receiver for the Texans. Absolutely. All, all hands team. <laughs> but, I mean, in, in all honesty, 
Um, I really do like the Steelers team. I think, um, I think I have them beating the Eagles. Let me check that real quick. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have them. No, I have the Eagles winning. I'm sorry, that was completely wrong. <laughs> so I do have the Eagles winning. I think the Eagles are a little bit better of an of a team. I think they will overcome, um, you know, whatever whatever they get. But I think that will be a close game. You could that could be a toss up. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just have a really favorable schedule. That's the other thing. Obviously, they have the Browns twice. They have the the Bengals twice. They have uh, the Ravens twice. But then you look at you know their non division. They have the Colts in Heinz Field. Mm-hmm. That's very that's already favorable because the Colts again they play inside. They have Buffalo, who I think Buffalo is going to win that game because mm-hmm. it's in Buffalo, like you said. And as you said, Buffalo Bills that might be the best defense in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. And the Bills, we talked about Josh Allen. I really like Josh Allen coming out. I wasn't mm-hmm. like super high on them, but I liked him a lot better than a lot of other people did. Mm-hmm. And I think the Bills are praising God that first Tom Brady left and Josh Allen just came off a great year. Yeah. And so now the bills are basically the prime team to step up and take the AFC East. Mm-hmm. And I think the bills are going to be very hungry. It'll be very interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, as you said, the Redskins game, but again, it's in Heinz field. You know, I know Washington, they play outside as well, but I just, I, I look at it this way. You look at head coaches, you could go either way. I like Ron Rivera. I like Mike Tomlin. Okay, we'll call that a tie. You look at the quarterbacks, Dwayne Haskins or uh, Ben Roethlisberger. You're going to go Ben Roethlisberger. And then the defenses. I think the Steelers' defense has better. So I go Reds. So I, I go Redskins. I go Steelers. <laughs> Just contradicted myself. Then they, they play against the Jaguars. I don't care if it's in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. It's not really going to matter. They play in Dallas. That could, that's a game that could go either way, but I think um, the Steelers win that game. I think they're a much better team, and Dallas has a terrible defense. I'm sorry. I hate their defense, and I'm very low on Dallas. Um, and then we talked about Philadelphia, Tennessee, and Houston, and then they do play Denver. That, that game could go either way as well, and then they play the New York Giants in the beginning, and I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a win for, for the Steelers. So, there's a lot of games that you could say could go up in the air, but for me, I think the Steelers are a better team. And like I said, if I can't decide, I look at coach, quarterback, defense. Mm-hmm. Who's got the better of the three? And best two out of three wins every time. And, yep. um, you know, it's not a foolproof system, but for me, that's how I predict it. And, um, you know, it's it serves me well. I'm... I don't have a losing record with it. Let's just say that. <laughs> All right. Huh. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I know I'm higher on Ben Roethlisberger than you are. I mean, obviously he was in my top 10 quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's not that I think that he's his prime, his prime quarterback self, but I do think he is a fantastic mind quarterback, if that makes sense. No, I so get it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not necessarily banking on what he's done in the past, but because of his past, he knows what to do. Mm-hmm. He's still going to throw interceptions because he still believes he's got a tremendous arm. I'm not going to argue that. Mm-hmm. But um, he he is a guy who, when the big moment comes up, he is relaxed, and that's what you really need, especially in this tough division. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people would think if there's two minutes left on the clock and the Steelers are down by six, you're going to trust that Ben Roethlisberger is going to march down that field. Yeah. I just unfortunately think that father time is coming for him and these injuries doesn't help. And he's a bigger quarterback. who's taken a lot of hits over his career. And I really think even after the most recent elbow injury, he's still recovering from, thankfully with this, uh, you know, quarantine and pandemic, it's giving, buying him more time to kind of heal up, rehab a little bit more before, you know, whenever Mm -hmm. they have some sort of training camp or, or whatever, you know, so I think that that's helping him. Um, And I'm not arguing mentally, he is not one of the more superior quarterbacks in the league. But, you know, you can have all the mentals in the world, but if you don't have the if you don't have the talent to continue to do it and you like if you force the ball in there, if, uh, you know, if anything is wrong, look, like look at Cam Newton, for example, 
we can agree that he's a very good quarterback and a smart quarterback, but even when he had that shoulder injury mm-hmm. or that foot injury and he was doing his best to stay on the field, you can tell he was just not the quarterback. The ball wasn't getting there when it needed to. Yeah. And that's what my fears with Ben Roethlisberger. Not that he's coming back too soon, but these injuries are going to catch up to him, and he's an older quarterback. You know, granted, maybe there's a lot more, uh, you know, receiver screens, maybe a lot more run plays to where it's not – he's not really having to throw 40-yard bombs like he was doing to, with A.B. Mm-hmm. But the fact still remains, though, like, you know, if you, need, if you need him to keep the defense honest in terms of, you know, keeping the safeties back and you need to throw one, you know, how much power can he generate from that? How, how good is his arm going to be after the surgery? Um, but again, though, we'll see. I think Big Ben is good enough to win this team still some good quality football games. Um, but, you know, we shall see. Hopefully he can stay uh, injury-free. Uh, and cause I'd like to see the old big Ben kind of come out. I mean, he, he was mm-hmm. good the game. It's really, it's really bad for football when Pittsburgh is kind of sucking, you know? So yeah, to have big Ben back would be a, a good, uh, a good, um, thing for football. So, you know, let me see. have a rebuttal with that with the Steelers. Like you, what you were saying, he's not going to, you know, his arm is not what it's going to be. I, I think you're completely a hundred percent correct with that. Mm-hmm. But what the what the Steelers have done with their receivers is they don't have A.B., who's that burner anymore. They don't have that. Juju Smith-Schuster is not that guy who's going to run a streak and just beat everyone. Juju Smith-Schuster is, to me, like a Jarvis Landry. He's got really good hands. He's going to be a guy that you can trust at any time, any place, because he's got really good hands. But he's not going to burn you. He's just going to route run. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to make him run these slants. They're going to make these curls, these outs, these ins. He's not going to go very far. Then you look at James Washington. He's not really a burner either. I mean, he's got speed, but mm-hmm. um, he's more of a possession receiver. That's what that's the word I'm looking for. So they really have a lot of possession receivers now. Eric Ebron is a red zone threat. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, Vance McDonald, who is a all around. Uh, probably uh, a mini-me version of Heath Miller is what we talked about, and I I won't forget that anymore. (laughs) Um, So, you know, for me, I think this offense is – and then you have James Conner, who I can't believe I almost forgot. Mm -hmm. Um, James Conner, who is a really good catch – why can I never say it? (laughs) A good catching, catching running back out of the backfield. Man, a pass catcher out of the backfield. That's what I'm trying to say. Good Lord. Um, and he is a guy who can also um, take the burden off Big Ben a little bit in the run game. So mm-hmm. for me, I think the Steelers, I don't think they meant to have this happen, but I feel like they've walked into where they have these possession receivers. And that's really all Big Ben needs now. He doesn't need to show off his arm anymore. Everyone knows that he was able to do that. Everyone knows he's older now. Mm-hmm. So why not play to Big Ben's strengths now and let the receivers do a lot of the work? Because honestly, that's what made Big Ben so famous as well with Antonio Brown was they would do a lot of these wide receiver screens, but Antonio Brown was so good, he could maneuver his way through. And he was so small, it was hard to to see behind the blockers where mm-hmm. he was, you know? Um, so I think they are going to have a lot of that. And Juju Smith-Schuster, I know you're not as high on him as I am, but he is a guy who he's not a big, tall receiver. He's not the fastest receiver, as I said, as I've said, but he is a guy who can do those wide receiver screens and make something out of nothing. He Mm -hmm. is a guy who uh, knows how to get open. Um, He is a guy who has a a really good rapport with uh, big Ben. And I think, um, I think this is going to be a really good year for the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. No, I know. We don't have to see. I just... I'm just All right, kidding. well, round us off at number one. Who's your number one team? I think there's only one that remains. <laughs> well, there's a lot of teams in the NFL, but there's only one team left in the AFC North. Okay, yeah, sorry, so. Alec. <laughs> it is the Baltimore Ravens, of course. Uh, last year, they were 14-2. and two. I think they go 14-2 and two again. Mm, And it's just the same as the Steelers schedule. It's really favorable. Actually, I think the Ravens have the weakest strength of schedule that I saw based on last year's stuff, based on last year's stats and rankings and all that. 
the Baltimore Ravens have the weakest schedule. The team who was, they were the number one seed last mm-hmm. year. They have the weakest schedule. It's like the NFL was like, let's get Lamar Jackson in there again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You got, I think, um, I think they split games against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think they split a game, uh, two games against Pittsburgh and that's all the losses. I really think so. Um, I think they beat the Chiefs because it's going to be in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And again, I know we're talking about no um, uh, no fans, yes. but you're talking about Baltimore and Kansas City. Um, when Baltimore played Kansas City in Baltimore, Baltimore, um, they were on top of their game. When they, you can even argue in the game in the playoffs, they. Uh, even though the Chiefs did end up running away with it, mm-hmm. the Ravens were still in the game. Yeah. It wasn't like the Ravens were just completely out. I mean, they were ahead, obviously. We all know that, and the Chiefs came back. But really, I still see them winning. Other than that, I don't think Houston has a chance against them. I don't think Washington has a chance. I like Philadelphia, and it's in Philadelphia. I don't think they have a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Ravens defense is really good. And then you talk about the offense, and I don't think the Eagles defense is that good um, compared to the Ravens offense. Then you have the Colts, the Patriots. Come on. Um, The Titans, uh, the Cowboys, the Jaguars. God, they have the Jaguars. See, this is what I'm talking about. The Jaguars really have a tough schedule this year. (laughs) And then they have the Giants. I mean, this is their last... (laughs) Week 13, they play the Cowboys in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Cleveland, which I think they lose in week 14. Week 15, they go home against Jacksonville. Then they're home against the New York Giants in week 16. And then week 17, they end their season in Cincinnati, but I think they still win. So it's a pretty favorable ending to their year. I think it's a tough start because you're playing Cleveland in Baltimore. Then you go to Houston. Mm-hmm. then you come home against Kansas City, then you go to Washington, and then they go to uh, home, then they go back home to Cincinnati, and then at Philadelphia, Man, home at Pittsburgh, traveling. and then they do it by week. Yeah. They, so they have a lot. So it's a tough start, but mm-hmm. in Philadelphia, I mean, you could argue that they could lose that game. Okay. Mm-hmm. At Washington, I don't think Washington is is good enough to pull out a surprise win there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Kansas City game, that definitely could go either way. I mean, yeah. I was just thinking about it, and I was like, oh, maybe I should have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, then at Houston, again, I'm just – I'm not that high on Houston, especially that defense. That's Honestly, it's not necessarily Houston's offense. It's that defense that I'm really worried about. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they have anyone who can chase Lamar Jackson or Mark Ingram. Um, and then they have to worry about the passing game as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about all that. And then, you know, the Colts are, I think they're better than last year, but I don't think they're much better. Mm-hmm. And then they, against New England, I mean, there's no Tom Brady. So right now I'm not really feeling good about New England. So sure, it, it's a pretty favorable matchup. And, or favorable schedule, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I I see Baltimore going fourteen and two. I could also see them go twelve and four, mm-hmm. um, which is a big time possibility, and that would make it interesting, uh, according to my ranking anyway, mm-hmm. uh, between Pittsburgh and and Baltimore. But yeah. I think in the end, um, I think Baltimore is going to win this division. So, obviously, you have the same team, but let's see what your record is and why. <laughs> So I actually have them finishing 12 and four. I have them losing two additional games and what they won last season. I just think that, uh, you know, some of the NFL will catch up to Lamar Jackson. I don't think obviously he's going to come down to earth, like, uh, you know, crash down to where he's not going to be a, a still a, like the best quarterback in the league. But, you know, a couple of games that I would say to watch out for that I can potentially see them losing is um, I can easily see them splitting a game with the Steelers, at least one. Um, again, Mike Tomlin always has his guys play hard. The Steelers and Raver, Ravens um, rivalry is always like one of the top ones in the NFL, and it's always hard-nosed, usually a low-score defensive game, kind of like what you like to watch majority of the time, Drew. 
Um, and then obviously the Browns, cause we need to see how the Browns are. I have them, like I said, finishing nine and seven, but I, I don't see them taking any games from the Ravens, but you know, the Browns could surprise people. Yeah. The chiefs are a team. I think we obviously need to just watch out for. I, the chiefs are so high powered. Will their offense be the same as it was when they won the Super Bowl? Um, are the Ravens defense going to be able to stop Mahomes? I think that's going to be a powerful, I think that's going to be a crazy good matchup and, yeah, maybe yeah. a game that Baltimore is going to lose or win. We'll see. Um, I know, like you said, uh, you know, with the Texans, I'm a little bit higher on them. Again, I think with the players that they have with Watson, anything's possible. He's a com- great competitor that can, you know, even if his defense isn't doing well, offensively can do his best to keep him in the game. And he's demonstrated that throughout his NFL career even. Um, and then the Eagles. I think the Eagles are a very tough matchup. Um, you know, Baltimore – I think is going to have a stronger defense than whatever the Eagles can throw at them. But, you know, this is going to be in Philadelphia in October, maybe mm-hmm. no fans, but still, you know, there has something to say with it being home field advantage for the Eagles, I still believe. So that's a tough game. And I know that you're not very high with new England, but I actually think with Bill Belichick in that defense that they had last season, that they can still give Baltimore some problems. Um, so I'm not saying that that's a game that they're going to lose, but that could be mm-hmm. one that they're gonna they may struggle with closer than what we think. Yeah, and then also yeah. too, if that game is a struggle, then they go home and play Tennessee, which they've lost to in the playoffs. And you know Tennessee has a really good defense, and they have a ferocious run offense, offensive line, and I think their passing offense is going to take a step forward this uh, this upcoming season. So that's another tough another tough game that they could potentially lose as well. So. You know, there's about five to six games in there that could be a win or a loss. I think that they're good enough to finish 12-4 and four and obviously be the division leaders to get into the playoffs. Um, I, I really think that Baltimore's offense is really good. I, I like who they drafted in receiver. I like um, Hollywood Brown's improvement over this offseason. He's been documenting that over social media. And I really mm-hmm. think Baltimore's defense is still one that's going to be, you know, one to reckon with. I don't think they'll be as strong as Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh has the better defense. but the Ravens potentially have a top 10, you know, NFL defense that could, you know, just win them games by themselves. And Lamar Jackson doesn't have to do essentially anything except just take care of the ball. And, you know, the Ravens defense can easily win them a couple of games, uh, not only defensively, but special teams as well. So, you know, Mm -hmm. Baltimore is a really interesting team. They do have the easiest um, schedule according to, you know, win percentages from, from last season. Last so year we'll, draft picks and, mm-hmm. and all that. So we'll we'll see how it transitions to this year. It really looks like they're trying to get Lamar Jackson into the playoffs, which I'm totally for. I, <laughs> but with that whole first eight weeks before their bye week, before their bye week on week eight, where they're basically switching from road and home games every time. Um, you know, it yeah, looks like home Lamar, away, home away, home it, away. Yeah, that's it looks exactly like, how it goes. Yeah, it looks like Lamar Jackson's making uh, is making uh, city tours nationwide. So pick up your tickets to see the great the greatest show on turf. You know, so um, it'll be really interesting. I think I think Baltimore though is legit. They'll they'll do very similar to what they did last season. I do think that some teams will kind of get their number a little bit, but honestly. I think with Baltimore losing some close games and uh, being hungry from what they, what they accomplished last season, I think will not only catapult them in the playoffs, but um, could potentially get them the number one or two seeding, depending on how the rest of the AFC shapes out. And uh, you know, they definitely have a tough division. So I think when the Ravens get into the playoffs, they're going to definitely be able to play with some fire and be very competitive and they won't get in like a weak division. Like, uh, you know, I think uh, who's a, I think we can agree that AFC East, other than the Bills, isn't really that competitive. So, mm-hmm. you know, no, not a whole lot of teams will get tested like the AFC North, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a – honestly, like, like what we've been talking – like what I've said this whole time, basically, um, is – we're talking about a difference of like two or three wins or and losses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, I can see how you would say the Chiefs are going to win. That's a very valid point. But you could also say they could sweep Cleveland or they possibly could end up losing both to Cleveland. I could see that happening as well. So mm-hmm. this AFC North, although, yes, the schedule looks favorable, 
you can also make the argument, and especially we're talking about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson being great. Mm-hmm. What if Lamar Jackson gets injured? Mm, I mean, yeah. then you're talking about the Ravens. They're not so good anymore. They still have a good defense. There's no question. Mm-hmm. They got some good offensive weapons, but I mean, I mean, I still think I, you know, now I'm going on the fly here, and I have no idea who their backup quarterback is. I mean, my guess is still RG3, but... Yeah, still RG3. Is it really? Yeah. My God. I mean, I I mean, honestly, I do think RG3 is a serviceable quarterback. He's not Lamar Jackson, but he can do some things like that. And I know this is going to be... This might be blasphemy, but I think RG3 does have a little bit of a stronger arm than Lamar Jackson. You mean RG3 does? Yeah, I think I yeah, I think Griffin RG3 has a better has a stronger arm than mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson does. Mhm. That's not I wouldn't say that's blasphemy to say. I mean are but you talking about stronger like he can throw it deeper or he's more accurate? Cuz I think Lamar Jackson is accurate. No, I think like, I think Jackson is accurate. accurate. Yeah, no, no, I'm just talking about strength. I mean Okay. Um, I think honestly, Hollywood Brown would probably benefit more from RG three in the in the perspective of uh, running like deep routes mm-hmm. than Jack than with Jackson. But other than that, I mean, you're not looking at RG three going, oh, he could go and play Kansas City and beat him. No, mm-hmm. you're not going to say that. And then I think it makes the Washington game very interesting because then you're like, oh, that's in Washington. So, I mean, we're we're banking on that Lamar Jackson is going to be healthy, and there's nothing in his past that says that he's not going to be. So, I mean, that's kind of why we've come to our conclusions. But that could go with any team. I mean, we look at the Steelers. What happened with them? I mean, I thought they could go 12-4 and last year. They went 8-8 eight and eight because Ben Roethlisberger got injured. Mm-hmm. You know, Baker Mayfield was healthy, and they went 6-10. and 10. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying Mayfield is is Ben Roethlisberger, but I'm just saying Mayfield is their, you know, is their number one quarterback, their backup. Are we really believing that the Browns are as good as they are without Mayfield? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think so. There might be other people who could disagree. That's, that's completely your opinion, but, um, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen, but I think this Baltimore team is good enough to be 14 and two again. I also can see them going, you know, possibly 11 and five, but I don't think they go any lower than that. I think this team is way too good um, to do that. And again, it's all based on who's healthy, but um, I think even if Ingram goes, uh, go gets injured, they have uh, JK Dobbins that they got. And I think he's a really underrated running back coming into this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he could really pick the, pick up that momentum. And I think they, he might end up being the starting running back because he does kind of remind me of like an Alvin Kamara Mm -hmm. and the way the saints use Kamara and Ingram. Mm -hmm. I think the Ravens might do the same. And then you add Lamar Jackson in that freaking mix. Yeah. That's just, that's unfair. So I think the Ravens could be even better than they were last year. And I also can see them possibly taping, taking a step back. But in my eyes, I think they're about, they're going to be about the same as they were last year. Yeah, no, no disagreements. I mean, literally all the teams that we talked about in this AFC North, uh, we were literally separated by two games. I don't even think there was one that was three. Um, But more or less, we were just, you know, two games difference between wins and losses on this division. And I think you and I are basically just making the point that this division is really competitive compared to Um, compared to most divisions. But honestly, as we talk about more divisions, we'll start seeing the separation between really awful teams, really good teams, and then really strong division teams. Like, yeah. for example, this North uh, AFC North division that we've been talking about for this week. So I have no disagreements with your Lamar Jackson uh, statement. I do think, though, that if Lamar Jackson does get injured and RG3 steps in, I still find them as a playoff team, but I can definitely yes. – you'll definitely see their offense take a huge step back because – Although we can, I can agree with you that RG3's arm is maybe stronger than uh, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. There's just no replacing Lamar Jackson. And, and you know, yes. former number two overall pick, RG3, who was essentially like 
you know, Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson and, and due to his unfortunate knee injury really just sent his career to this really odd spot to where now he's kind of like a nobody. You don't want to take a chance. And yet he's still really, really young. I don't even think he's 30 mm-hmm. yet. Um, you know, I still find him as a, as a serviceable quarterback for them if they make a playoff run and something happens to Lamar Jackson where they need, you know, five or six games out of RG3. I see him kind of holding down the fort. But yeah. again, it's that injury factor with not only Lamar Jackson, who thankfully hasn't been injured the last two seasons, so he's durable. Um, even though he has a more of a slender um, built than, let's say, RG3, who's more, you know, muscular. But RG3 has such a long injury history that I would almost be fearful if RG3 goes in in replacement for Lamar Jackson because, you know, it's almost like RG3's just coming down the line being injured next. And then who's your third string yeah. cornerback or quarterback, yeah. you know? So, mm-hmm. so it all honestly, Baltimore is kind of, kind of hinge offensively if Lamar Jackson can stay injured, which thankfully he's proven. Hopefully there's nothing different this season. But again, the same argument could have been made with Patrick Mahomes when he was injury free. And then this past season, he dislocated his knee. Thankfully it didn't take him very long to get back into game action. Cause it could have been a lot more serious. Um, you know, and that was really his first season of experiencing legit injury and, and you know, and uh, him actually missing some game time since he became a starter. Yeah. Um, RG three. I was just looking it up. He is 30 years old. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember him doing an interview, I think, with First Take. I can't remember. It must have been more than two years ago because he was in talks with a team about a role, and he basically took a year off to kind of train and reevaluate and all that stuff. And I think shortly after he had done that interview, I think Baltimore then signed him. Hmm. And, um, you know, some flashes of him in preseason still look good, but you can definitely tell, like – he's probably better as a backup quarterback than he is a starting quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, no question. So, yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at their roster right now. And Oh my God. Some They're, of the people that fell to them. I mean, they got Patrick queen. I'm, I, I know. And then also too, the because Peters. they had several third round picks. They got, uh, uh, let's see. They got Harrison out of Ohio state inside linebacker, uh, which is going to be such a, such a benefit to them. So not only do they have queen, but they have Harrison, Mm-hmm. They also have uh, uh, Tyree Phillips from Mississippi State at uh, offensive tackle. In the fourth round, uh, Brentson fell to them in the fourth round. So they've bolstered up their offensive line. So and J.K. Dobbins, who, like I, like I said, I like that kid. I think he was very underrated go- as, a, as one of the top running backs. Mm-hmm. They grabbed uh, Calais Campbell for nothing from Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, they have... Yeah, yeah, well, Derek Wolf. They they have DJ Fluker, who um, is not what he used to be, but he's still a really good offensive lineman. Do they still have Marcus Peters? Yeah. I don't think he's a elite, uh, an elite um, quarterback like he was before. But honestly, no, but he fits. Yeah, he range. fits. Yeah, he yeah. fits their defense. And then they still have Jimmy Smith. Um, <laughs> I know. I saw his name, and I was like, he's still there, right? <laughs> and he's still a good cornerback too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, we really don't have any arguments. Sorry, folks. We're just uh, we're feeling good about each other. <laughs> no arguments here. But, uh, yeah, it was good, man. Um, AFC North looks tough. Even though we have the same people or the same teams in the same spots, we do have different um, uh, win-loss records. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see. And we need to keep our notes and that way we keep checking on it uh, during the year, man. See who was right, who was wrong. And yeah. we'll rub it in each other's faces and maybe it's in between and, you know, we'll have to just uh, shake our hand. Oh, we can't shake hands. We'll just wave at each other. There we go. Virtual shaking. Yeah. Virtual shaking. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my hands. I'm not. <laughs> just put them down. The Bottom car handle real good. <laughs> All right. Anyway, enough of that tomfoolery. Um, dad joke. Uh, man, that was good. Goodbye, you, man. You brought your A game. Um, like always, never had any doubts about you. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, please go on. Our website, uh, DrewCodeSportsTalk.com, 
all of our social medias are on there facebook twitter instagram uh we do not have a snapchat uh but youtube um and also all of our shows including two bays in a pod is on there so if you like what you hear you can you can listen to maybe previous episodes of either drew code sports talk or uh two bays in a pod if you want to catch up on what we've been talking about um and uh also go to fnx uh, com. They have really good workout gear, or if you're looking for like protein shakes, uh, good vitamins, uh, you know, protein bars, whatever it may be, um, you know, go to their website. And if you want to get our uh, our 15% discount, go to our website, and our link is on the website. Um, Cody, uh, do you want to hit anything else that I miss? Let's see. You got the website. You got the social media. Um, any medical personnel listening, thank you for everything that you're doing and protecting us and risking your health uh, for us. And then also anybody graduating in the year 2020 that's unable to do their ceremony or walk, you know, congratulations to you 2020 graduates, whether it's college or high school or whatever new um, whatever new thing you're graduating into in your schooling career. Congrats. Um you know, it's only going to get better from here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, awesome stuff, man. All right, guys. Well, that was the AFC North. We are done with NFC and AFC North. Next week, we are going to start in the NFC East. So stay tuned for next week, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. <laughs>